Welcome to the Prophecy Club. When I start a series like I have with Shane Warren, normally I don't interrupt that, but I've got news that I've got to give you today. I've got to tell you this. Now, I do plan to go back to the series with Shane Warren right after today's broadcast. That is, if I can say it all in one broadcast. This is going to be a very important broadcast. So before I give you some of what is about to be the most startling and sobering news that you've probably had, at least in recent memory, I have to give you this disclaimer because if America thinks that I'm predicting some thus saith the Lord and I miss it, my credibility goes down. So I'm always careful of my credibility and careful to bring you accuracy as best as I possibly can. I'm not saying the fall of America is going to happen in 2020 or 2021. And I'm not saying that Jesus returns in 2028. However, the facts, the prophecies, the information I'm about to bring you, it says exactly that. But I'm just delivery boy. So I'm about to give you the facts. You decide. Before I give you some of the most startling and sobering news I've given in recent memory, let me give you a few reminders and set a foundation lest you miss the importance of what I'm about to tell you. I don't think anyone else has ever seen this. It jumped on me like an owl jumping on a resting rabbit, and so I'm passing it along to you. So if you have been a faithful listener for a while, you've already heard me say the fall of America would start with an internal revolution started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day. That was given to us by Dmitry Dudeman. You've also heard me talk about the two seven cows. So there was a black and white cow that was first published by the Associated Press on September 25th of 2014. This black and white cow had a pristine seven right on his forehead, right between his eyes. And it was announced to the public on September 25th of 2014. Then a solid red cow meaning famine, was born on September 25th of 2014, and it had a scribbled seven on its forehead. So they both have a seven on the forehead, both released the public September 25th of 2014. So big deal. That's the big deal. That's not an accident. And it also happened to happen on the the 49th Shemitah. Shemitah is a seven-year period. Now, let me say again, I'm not predicting anything based upon these two cows. I'm simply telling you the interpretation. The interpretation would say that there is seven years of plenty coming. That started September 25th of 2014, followed by seven years of famine. That's not me saying it. I'm simply saying that if this is not an accident, if the two cows are of God, then the prophetic warning, the prophetic picture, the interpretation would be that seven years of plenty began in 2014 and will complete in 2021 the possible fall of America. Then that would also mean that seven years of famine would begin in 2021 plus seven concludes in 2028. I did not say the tribulation starts in 2021, nor the return of Jesus in 2028. But with what I'm about to bring you, that's what it says. Again, God hasn't told me. I do not know when America falls. I do not know when Jesus returns. So please separate me, the delivery boy, from what this is saying. What happened last Thursday, July the 19th of 2018? What happened? My guess is that you're sitting there (laughs) 
dumbfounded right now, staring, saying, I didn't know anything happened. Well, were it not for a couple of things happening, I would be in that boat too. Thursday, July 19th of 2018. Remember that date. That date may go down in history as the one of the most significant dates prophetically in our history. And the news didn't even carry it. So what if I could show you in the Bible, based upon the line we crossed Thursday, July 19th of 2018, what if I could show you that we may only have three years left to the fall of America, the return or the attack of the Russians on America? What if I could show you that? Now, again, I'm not predicting anything. Would that change your life? three years to America's fall? Would it change your life if it really was? I mean, question, what if America falls in three years? What if Jesus returns in 10 years? What would that mean? That would mean we'd be seeing the mark in three or four years. What would it mean if the Bible said that Israel would only exist for 80 years? What? (laughs) Hang on. A little bit more refreshing before I get to the point. You remember Shane Warren made a DVD called The Storm, Judgment, and Revival. That's what we're playing the audio of for this particular segment. And he did that on October 5th of 2012. He said that there's a 400-year judgment cycle. He said that America's judgment arrives in 2021. 2020 just happens to be 400 years from the Mayflower Compact of 1620. 2020 happens to be 40 years from when the judgment was pronounced to Dimitri Dudeman in 1980. We may have as little as two or three years before America falls. We may have, again, I'm not saying it, I'm just a delivery boy here. We may have as little as 10 years before Jesus returns. You got some proof on that? Let's go to Matthew 24, verses 32 through 35. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. Fig tree is Israel. When his branch is yet tender... And putteth forth leaves. This is saying, so when Israel is a young nation and she puts forth leaves, means she's beginning to grow, but you notice there's no fruit on the tree yet. And I'll tell you prophetically, Israel never does accept Jesus nationally. Now, there's a lot of people that will turn to Jesus, but there's a lot of people that don't either. So it never gets fruit on it, as we would call fruit. When its branch is yet tender and put it for the leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So likewise, ye, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, even at the doors. What is it? It's talking about Jesus' return. Now listen to this. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. What generation? What it's saying is, when you see Israel become a nation, when you see Israel beginning to grow, Know that this is the generation that I will be returning in. That's the interpretation, okay? That's what it's saying. Now, a lot of times we skip by words because we don't understand them. Let me read these next words in that scripture, and let me explain these words to you because they're real important. He says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. That's right. That's right. At the Feast of Atonement, heaven and earth pass away. And on tabernacles, there's a new heaven and a new earth that arrives. Okay, so what he's saying is, I double dog guarantee you this prophecy, this is going to come to pass. Now, okay, if it's that important, 
If he's saying that he is staking his whole reputation, that heaven and earth will pass away, but his words are not going to pass away, that's a real big guarantee. And he says that regarding the nation of Israel. So let me repeat. Now learn the parable of the fig tree Israel. When Israel is a young nation and begins to grow, the generation that sees Israel become a nation will not pass away till all things be fulfilled. Okay, 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 we got it. So the next question is, how long is a generation? Well, some people say 70 years. Some people say 80 years. Some people say 100 years. I mean, everybody and their brother tried to figure this out. But let's go to Psalm 90. Now, before I explain this, let's understand a little secret in the Bible that many times the words around a statement become very important. It sets the tone for that statement. Where I'm going is verse 10. But if you want to understand verse 10, you got to back up and read the other 16 verses before and behind it. So let's start at Psalm 90. We're going to read the whole chapter. The whole chapter is important. But here's where I'm going. I'm going to start with verse 10, and we're going to back up. The days of our years are three score years and ten. Okay, what's three score? That's 60. And 10, well, that would be 70. Now, I have to tell you, most people, including myself, I always thought that this is saying that, well, that means that a person is going to live for 70 years. Now, let's go on. And if by reason of strength, they be four score years, yet is their strength to labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. I, I guarantee you, 99% of the people reading that thinks it says, well, the average person lives 70 years, maybe 80, and then they fly away. They die. But what if it's not talking about just the individual? What if it's talking about the fig tree? What if it's talking about Israel? What? Okay, okay, hang on, hang on. Let's go to verse 1. And I'm going to kind of read this slow. I wish you had your Bible in front of you. If you if you could grab a Bible right now, do it. Do it. You want to see this. Going to go slow. Explain it here. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. I want you to see that that word generations is in the very first verse of Psalm 90. That gives us the topic. It's talking about a generation. It's ta- It starts off talking about time. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you right now in advance, many, many times in this particular chapter, it has to do with timing. Verse 2, before the mountains were brought forth, that's again having to do with timing, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. So the first verse is talking about generations. The second verse is talking about before the mountains were formed, You are everlasting to everlasting. So the first and second verse are both talking about timing of things. Verse 3, Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, you children of men. Which is saying, Stop sinning, repent, turn to Jesus. The way we would say that today. For a thousand years in thy sight, so once again it's talking about timing, For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Every verse has something to do with timing. Verse 5, Thou carriest me away as the flood. They are as a sleep in the morning. They are like grass which groweth up. Everything has to do with timing in this. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. 
Whoa, what did that just say? Let's look at that real close. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. You know, that verse is talking about basically how long a person lives. It's talking about the lifetime of a person or a nation. In the morning it flourishes, it grows up, and in the evening it's cut down and withers. It's talking about grass in this case. For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Do you understand that the book of Revelation is all about the last seven years? Do you understand that the last seven years is all about his wrath? Do you understand what wrath is? Let me just tell you. As it relates to Revelation, as it relates to the last days, wrath is the day of trumpets. It is one evening and one morning. And that wrath is one thing. It is the morning star. And that is the light sword that comes out of his mouth that burns up the tares. That is wrath as it relates to the last seven years. It's not seven years long. It's not three and a half years long. It's not a month long. It is one day. And it's not a time period. It's that sword that issueth out of his mouth. Now let's go to verse 8. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. See, again, it's talking about timing. But it's talking about the nation of Israel, brothers and sisters. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. This is all talking about timing. It's talking about the timing of Israel. Now, let's get to the point again. Here we are at verse 10. The days of our years are threescore and ten. That's seventy. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. What that's really saying is, in my opinion, that saying Israel lasts for eighty years. Do you know what July the 19th of 2018 is, brothers and sisters? See, in 1948, Israel became a nation. 1967, she got back her temple mount. But today is the year 2018, and Thursday was July the 19th of 2018. Thursday, Israel, here it is, here it is, became a nation. Because up until that time, Israel has been, quote, the state of Israel. But Thursday, it passed in the Knesset. Thursday, Israel became a nation. I'm going to talk more about that. But for right now, that's enough. Thursday, Israel became 70 years old. Now, not exactly to the day, but we don't know. And it may be simply at this point, just counting years. See, it says the days of our years are three score and ten. Bingo. That was Thursday. That just happened Thursday. And if by reason of strength, they'd be four score years, yet is her strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Is that not, if that's talking about Israel, okay, let me say it this way. If it's talking about Israel, if you believe that's talking about Israel, then here's what it's saying. It's saying that Israel will reach a 70-year point, and if they're strong enough, they'll make it to 80 years. Then they fly away. Israel is now 70 years old. Is that saying we got 10 years to the return of Jesus? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's keep going. Now let's go to verse 11. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Well, those are words having to do with the return of Jesus. 
even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. That's another word having to do with the return of Jesus, the day of trumpets, the day of the Lord, the day when he returns to burn up the tares and crush the grapes. So teach us to number our days. Did you hear what it says? Teach us to number our days. Now, you got to make up your mind. Is that talking about just an individual, just anybody, everybody out there? Or is this really talking about the nation of Israel? It says, teach us to number our days. I think it may be a hint. It may be talking about Israel. Let's go on. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? You see how it's talking about dates? Return, O Lord, how long? Read it again. Listen carefully. Return, comma, O Lord, comma, how long, question mark. Is that saying how long it's going to be until you return? That's verse 13. Let me back up and reread verse 10. The days of our years are three score and ten, and if by reason of strength they be four score years, yet their strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. That's verse 10. Verse 13 says, return, O Lord, how long? Okay, here's the way we're just saying that. We would say, how long is it until you come back, Lord? Are you seeing that? Now let's go on. And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. It sounds like this is talking about the return of Jesus. And when he returns, we'll be glad. Verse 15. Make us glad according to the days. See, it's still talking about timing. According to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto thy children. Now listen, let me read it again. Let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. Thy glory unto their children. Is that talking about the return of Jesus and glory? 17. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Did that just say Jesus return? Let the beauty of our Lord our God be upon us. Did that just say Jesus is going to return? Is this whole thing saying that Israel is only a nation for 80 years? Is this whole thing saying that Jesus is going to come back in 10 more years? Is this whole thing saying that Russia is going to attack us in 2021 and Jesus is returning in 2028? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Verse 17, let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands, establish thou it. Is Psalm 90 telling us Jesus is going to come when Israel is 80 years old? She just became a nation. She was a state. That's another thing, too. You remember Leslie was told seven headlines to watch for to the fall of America. And the first headline that I believe we'll see is Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Is it going to be Israel a little easier for Israel to give the Palestinians a state when Israel has become a nation? Hmm. There's more, brothers and sisters. I don't think I'm going to get through this today. I'll probably have to do this for a couple of days. August 8th of 2015, I heard this is a time of miracles. And then it was dropped into my heart that as evil or as judgment or as hard times hit America, God is going to show up step by step, inch for inch, pound for pound. He's going to meet the devil at every turn with his 
wonders with his miracles, and we're going to see double portion miracles. Well, would you like a little confirmation on that? July the 6th, 2018. Now, here comes some good news. Prophet Sundar Salvaraj, and this past weekend, I spent some good time listening to him. He's not lying. He's not making this up. He is a prophet. I believe he really is a prophet. Wish I could meet him. Wish I could hug his neck, get to know him a little bit better. But from his stories, what he's saying, he sounds like a prophet. So July 6th, he says that four angels visited him, saying miracles are coming like we, the angels, have never seen. That's the angels said that. Now, of course, angels, who knows how long they've been around, a lot longer than mankind, okay? The angels, the four angels, said that miracles are about to hit. Miracles that they've never seen. Even the angels have never seen miracles like we're about to see. That's double portion miracles, and that's what I heard August the 8th. All right, now, in that same visit, he was also told that America has been given a respite, R-E-S-P-I-T-E, a respite. What's a respite? Well, you look it up, and the word respite means a short unit of rest from something unpleasant. The angels went on to say that God is in the process of judging America for political crimes. Well, look at all of the things coming out from under the rocks uh, in with the DOJ, the FBI, the uh, even the IRS. I mean, several things. He also was told that Isaiah 49:17 is a prophecy about America. And it says, Thy children shall make haste, thy destroyers, and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. Now, here's the way... You understand that. This is what it means. In other words, you're going to start doing well. Your destroyers that have been trying to destroy you have been removed. So anyway, he went on to say that God has judged the nation for political crimes. Those things done in secret are now beginning to come to pass. In other words, to begin to be revealed. They were conspiring in secret to pass laws of unrighteousness. This is what's been done. Laws of against, like, for example, abortion, authorizing same-sex marriages, uh, all kinds of unrighteous laws. He said that the angels told him that much damage and harm was done during Obama's term in office. Well, duh, we know that. Many secret plans were formed in an alliance that were made that would have brought destruction upon America if Clinton would have won the election. Well, we know that, too. These would have undone the nation, but God put a stop to it. He said it was not the Russians that put Trump in. It was the finger of God that turned the elections toward Trump because God gave America a respite. Now, does that delay everything I just said about Psalm 90? Well, you know, I don't know. I'll say it again. I still do not know when the Russians attack. I don't know when Jesus is returning. But I think everybody listening to me believe it's real close. And it's a lot closer than we probably think. And there's a lot more to this. Let's get a little bit deeper into this. Let me refresh your memory. Shane Warren also, on that same DVD, and that's the reason we're listening to him this week, said that Iran, Russia, and China will conspire to kill the dollar. Now, no one has slipped me an envelope under the mail, under the door, anything like that. There's not been any secret messages given to me. I'm just a prophecy student that just reads and studies my Bible and tries to live a clean life and serve the Lord. But 
I believe that we have been given a respite. Question is, how long is that respite? How long is that season of happiness? How long is that seven years of plenty? Is it going to be full seven years or are we maybe at the end of it? Because I suspect that what we're about to see is a financial problem, a big financial problem. Now, you remember Shane Warren said he was told the dollar would become worthless and this ties into a new Madrid earthquake that will divide America. Well, Leslie was told catastrophe hits America. I believe that that's probably talking about the same event as in probably an earthquake. We don't know for certain. It could be the series of suitcase nukes. My goodness, there's a lot of things bad been prophesied for America. He was told that silver will skyrocket and rise far more than gold. Now, again, we're not a financial program. We're talking about Bible prophecy here. Major riots across the Amer- America. People will demand entitlements return. A great revival will come. That's sort of what we've been talking about, too. Many will return to the church. He also talked about the 400-year judgment cycle, which I've covered. So where are we today? What does this look like? To me, I think I think it's something we've got to pray about. I think we've got to do some more research. We've got to push in. We've got to see... If we, if this respite is going to last a little longer, let me give you a dream Leslie had. July 25th, 2010, we call it the mudslide dream. I think it's talking about the financial difficulty that's about to hit America. In my dream, Stan and I were watching a mudslide in progress. Some houses had already fallen, and we began going from house to house shouting, You're on the edge! If you don't want to fall in the mudslide, you have to balance your house. You have to stop standing on the edge and hanging over. She said only a few houses remained standing. Now, that means that most people's financial houses are about to fall when this happened. The scene changed. Stan and I were on a boat floating on top of the mud. There were already fish everywhere in our boat, but suddenly fish from all directions began jumping out of the mud, in other words, out of the world of sin, into our boat and among them were several very large fish. I was holding a huge, unusual-looking fish which had no scales, and it looked like a skinned cat. Stan asked, What is that? I replied, I replied, It's a fish if you can't see. Stan inquired, Why is it so strange-looking? I've never seen a fish like that before. I answered, Well, this fish looks like a chicken with the skin peeled off because they have nothing to protect them now. They are jumping jumping into the boat when their houses fell in the mudslide. The strange-looking fish, we believe, are the non-believers, those that came out of the world of sin due to the financial disaster that they now chose to follow Christ jumping in the boat. The reason the fish looked like a skinned cat is because that's exactly what happened to them financially. They lost all of their wealth, their protection, their cover, and life was just stripped away from them. That shows our nakedness. Their sin has been revealed to them, and now the only redemption is Christ and joining him. Now, brothers and sisters, personally, I think we're real close to that. That's probably the next thing to hit us. I really want you to get these seven DVDs. Top Soviet War Plans for America, Russian Defector Warns America, I Saw Subs Attack America, Russian Bear Awakes, Babylonians Are Coming, Russia's Secret Weapon, Storm Judgment and Revival, and the First 34 Orders. Also, get Jeff Nyquist's book, Origins of the Fourth World War, free. 
valued at $230 for a gift of $50. But you can call 785-266-1112 and get a code and go to WatchProphecyClub.com and you can watch all seven of them for the next 90 days for a gift of just 20 bucks. 785-266-1112. 785-266-1112. Watch all seven of them for 90 days, gift of $20. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for those gifts of support. God bless. Prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each, 25 for $160, that's $640 each, 15 for $120, that's $8 each, 10 for $100, obviously $10 each, 6 for $70, 4 for $50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com, there's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply.